You're listening to Let's Talk Purpose Live. Because who you are is important to what you do and where you're going. And now for your host, Lisa Schwartz. Hello, everybody. Y'all get fired for doing I know. It's okay. It's okay. We love you, Taylor. We could not be here without you. Hey, BP Daddy. BP. Oh, my gosh. Whatever Taylor has. Yeah, let's rewind. Let's start over. Um, good morning, everybody. Thank you for tuning in live for Let's Talk Purpose. Today, we're talking about how to process fear, anxiety and fear. I keep saying fear and anxiety. Yeah. I don't know why I wrote it, anxiety and fear on the graphic, whatever. Either way, yeah. they are the evil twins in our lives, are mm-hmm. they not? They are. Good morning, mm-hmm. Brittany. How are you? Good morning. I'm fantastic. I'm going to try and big in this um, video here. Bigging it? I, yeah, you bigging it, but it's like you have to be super quick on the volume because when you bigging it, the volume mm-hmm. goes on as well at the same time. If you are with us this morning, give us a wave, give us a hello. We would love to say good morning to you. Um, and while we are waiting for everybody to tune in, tell us about our sponsors this morning. I will. First, we have Innovative Construction Services. They are a Texas-owned family business providing roofing and various construction needs in the DFW area and beyond. ICS provides service with quality and integrity to each and every customer, knowing it's about so much more than business. Owners Levi and Olivia have been watching God grow this company over the years and are excited knowing the best is yet to come. Mm. So give them a call as they'd love the opportunity to serve you with any roofing and construction needs. So we've got their phone number and website up there. Awesome, awesome. And we also have Express Employment Professionals, a staffing company that does their best to bring hope to our communities. They strive to hard to find people job opportunities and will work with any company given the chance. You can find their number and address by Google. Um, we'll see, or in the link, what do we got? They got 817-487-4900. Oh, it's on there. It's <laughs> on their logo, on our thing. Check out the screen. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you to our sponsors, and thank you, narrator, for your beautiful commentation. <laughs> you are welcome. And that brings up a hot topic for us this morning. Yes. We just had coffee at Dwell, which we love Dwell. Shout out to Dwell. Um, tea. I had tea. You had tea. You're right. Let's clarify. She had tea. Let's Let me move this water bottle so it's not in the scene, in the screen here. Um, anyways, we discovered this morning that enforcing you my would it be the, that was my fourth book my fourth book like I had to think about yes. it my fourth book our first go at trying to to produce an audio book has officially been released it's and launched it's out there it is launched it is out there and the narrator is our one and only BP Detti. So it was kind of fun. You know, you work hard. You uh, do what you feel like the Holy Spirit tells you to do. And you, sorry about that, Taylor. Sorry. Sorry if I just... <laughs> it's okay. I don't have any hearing anymore, though, but... <laughs> I just bumped the deal. <laughs> um, you know, you work really hard. You kind of have a vision. You do what the, you feel like the Lord tells you to do. And it's this process. And a lot of times the process is challenging. This audiobook, we started it... A long time ago. Honestly, I think in January 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and despite COVID, it does. I mean, that was not the issue because you're no. in a you're in a studio by yourself when you're recording. So that was not the issue. It's the narrating it, and then there's the production, the post production, and then there's the distribution of all of it. So it's mm-hmm. been a huge learning curve, mm-hmm. and then ultimately going through the entire thing. Gosh, we still don't know how it's going to sound <laughs> when it comes out. But y'all, it sounds amazing. <laughs> like, I am so excited about it. I came in this morning, kind of, t- Taylor was like, how many cups of coffee have you had? And I was like, oh well, I was at 12. 
But I think that's why I'm so excited because, you know, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute let, me, let me flip to the front of my planner and check this one-year goal off that is now yeah. on my second year. It was my one-year goal for last year. It was the only yes. goal I did not accomplish for 2020. Wow. Yeah, we're looking at like a year, almost yes. a year and a half. Yes. And y'all, it sounds amazing. Like we, I, I had gave her an AirPod and I had an AirPod and we were listening to, cause this is the first time we got to listen yeah. to it. I got chills. <laughs> I think you, I, I'm going to say, I, I feel like you were like, oh my gosh, I sound so much better than I thought. And I was like, girl, you got to say that was sounded, that sounded great. It sounded great. Y'all go to audible.com. Whether you buy it or not, you can listen to a five yeah, minute, like five minutes, there's a five minute free, whatever sample. I mean, buy the book. Come on, come um, on, come on, support the ministry, <laughs> buy the book. Um, but if nothing else, go there, um, listen to it and then shoot Brittany Duddy some love. Cause this was a big big leap of it faith was a big you. leap of faith it was a big leap of faith yeah to put a microphone in my face that was crazy yeah and look at you here today i know like, and this it is just our 10th episode just keeps going <laughs> so you know i did that message on um you know it's on my podcast on comfort zones and talking about mm. how if you want to get if you want to stretch your capacity that you have to get out of your comfort zone right. your comfort zone determines the capacity that you will flow in and god has been stretching you uh <laughs> not just through me <laughs> but a lot through yeah, me like come on Brittany. come on Brittany. come on Brittany. <laughs> let's do this let's do this so that actually kind of triggered and sparked kind of a, a vision for you mm -hmm. and so I want to give you kind of like a minute or two to share <laughs> like because I think this gives way to overcoming fear and anxiety right mm -hmm. and, and it's, you know, so y'all I'm not off topic I know what I'm doing here <laughs> Uh, Brittany's like, I don't know what you're doing. I'm just following. Share with us some of the things that you've been doing over the last month or two and how all of this kind of stimulated some things for you. Okay. So doing the first initial narration, that was like, that was a big leap. That was, it was really hard to overcome just sitting in a studio with one other person who I don't know and <laughs> talking for 30 minutes straight, an hour straight. Um, Wait a minute. Time out. It's not just somebody she doesn't know, um, but it's a, a person that is like, no offense, Taylor, but is like straight up IT mm -hmm. and a male, mm -hmm. a young guy. And sometimes IT people are not super interpersonally relatable. Can you please put yourself on the screen? For <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, so there he is. Yes. Yay, Taylor. Um, oh. <laughs> Follow my MySpace, guys. Yeah. <laughs> my MySpace. <laughs> Okay. See ya. So, um, so it wasn't just, you know. Yeah. Like if it had been us doing super it, nice it would have been different. Super, super, super nice guy, but not like, you know, where I'm like, oh, let's just talk. I'm, I'm all about breaking the ice, whatever. And so I'm sure it was like in between yeah. recordings, it was like crickets in the room. Yeah. Because you brought me in and like dropped me off that first day. <laughs> like I was going to daycare. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> And then she just left. And I was like, oh. He kicked me out. Like Actually, he was like, um, I don't need it. Nobody else can be in here. It's too much noise. We need to have dead sound. And so I just looked and I was like, see ya. <laughs> bye bye. Let me know how many hours you put in. <laughs> yeah. But watching this whole process and how long it was taking. And um, I, so I started looking into it and I was like, okay, I know nothing about sound audio, any of that kind of stuff. But, you know, I started researching it because I'm a five. And I found that, out... That means a five on the Enneagram, y'all. They're the, the in investigators. Sorry, yeah, That's okay. The researchers. And so I was looking at other... I was like, other people do this, like, in their homes. Like, 
they can set up a little studio. Here's here's all the equipment you need. And so it was like, okay, can I do this? Do I take this leap of faith and, you know, put in the money to buying some stuff, getting the equipment, and then saying, Lisa, I will do it all myself. And, uh, and so? And so I am... Um, working on chapter three of discipleship right now. From information to execution. Mm-hmm. So, so how did you overcome? So let's let's back up for a minute because some of, and I'm, I'm just totally throwing you out there. You know, we all have core lies. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the core lies that you have struggled with. My core lies are you have nothing valuable to say. Um, you're not capable. Um, so that's where my over-functioning and research and everything kicks in um, because you try to gather every bit of knowledge that you can to make mm-hmm, sure that mm-hmm. you know more than anyone else in the room that you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning about my husband right now because yes. he's a five as well. <laughs> That's your security and that you're going to Your knowledge is your security. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, and then the Lord has been attacking that core live. You have nothing valuable to say with like I said, sticking mics in front of my face every chance yeah, I can get. Yeah, interesting how poignant yeah. he is at having you overcome that fear and that point of anxiety for you, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So would you say that you waited till you had no fear and no anxiety to actually attack this, or have you No, because I still have fear and anxiety <laughs> surrounding it. <laughs> how are you feeling right now? I now mean, that you're on the spotlight right now. <laughs> well, I got used to that. <laughs> I'm used to you throwing me out on the spot. But um, I think, I mean, of course, there's still a little bit of anxiety. Is my heart rate a little bit higher right now? Sure. But, you know, it's just one of those things. As you see yourself doing it, you're like, okay, I can I can throw away my standards and what I think I have to achieve or what I have to look like before I try and just try it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. I was, like I said this morning, I was like, if this whole audiobook thing, if I try this and it completely fails, um, Oh, well, we'll deal with that when it comes. But um, if it never if comes, it, if it, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, BP Productions, <laughs> I just, I just threw came that, up with that. I just threw that name out there. Sounds She'll come good. up with something more clever, just like you came up with Let's Talk Purpose. <laughs> um, so, is this going to be a thing? Like, if somebody's out there and they're listening and they're like, I want my book produced in the audiobook. Can they reach out to you? Like, sure. All right. So Let's how? Go. Would, so Let's they would, it. they would just reach out to you. Uh, you can either Facebook, Facebook Messenger, um, MySpace. Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> MySpace. I don't even remember how that works. <laughs> uh, it was such a blip on the radar, you know, between, you know, <laughs> he's going to give us the history. I was pausing. Yeah. He's going to give us the history of MySpace up there. Or you what? hit email what? Brittany at crazy uh, com. Brittany, B R I T T A N Y. Brittany at crazy, the number eight ministries.com. Never spell out the word, the number eight. It's always the number eight. <laughs> so shout out for BP Productions. Yeah. Uh, that is going to be producing. And I bet, I bet you'll have it done before the end of the year. Like, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Look at I her. Sure hope so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I bet she's not going to cost me as much as this last <laughs> process has cost me because it's been through like There's multiple a lot of hands. hands. Yeah. <laughs> trying to find somebody that can do all the things and make all the requirements. And I was like, this was more difficult than writing a book. In fact, mm-hmm. I've written two books since in then. the process, yeah. right? So, since, so I wrote Enforcing You. It came out in the fall of 2019. And so, January 2020, I'm like, well, let's go ahead and produce this one on audio while I'm writing the next book. 
Mm. And so I wrote the next book, Enforcing mm. Purpose. And then I wrote the next book, book, Enforcing <laughs> Prayer. <laughs> and I, I think it was like kind of a toss-up if Enforcing Prayer was going to come out before the audiobook came. Super close because Enforcing Prayer will be out probably within the next three or four weeks. Oh, yeah. Very excited about you're reading through the manuscript. I am the manuscript. Are you loving it? The book launch team. Book launch team. I love it. Yes, I do. Um, I mean, this is something, of course, I've been discipled in um, between you and Shirley. And, uh, but it's just... It's so important. It's just so important in learning. It, it, I'm trying to think of, like it empowers you in prayer instead mm-hmm. of feeling like you're constantly um, coming, um, begging, or just like at the at the mercy of God. You're kind of, which you always are, but you're kind of standing on the promises of yeah, God instead. Yeah, yeah. it really is kind of the idea, the premise behind it is teaching people how to pr- pray not your pain points, mm-hmm. but praying the promises of God and really standing on what is true despite what I'm feeling, despite what I'm experiencing, despite what the reality tells me. There is a truth that is out there, and I want to begin to speak my truth, speak the promises of God, stand on those things, and really pull them into my reality. Um, I have found that, uh, again, it, for those of you who have read my book, my books, uh, um, I have the enforcing you sections in there where it's that prayer, the declaration, and then that self-reconciliation is really, mm-hmm. I mean, cause a lot of us have learned how to do the declarations. A lot of us don't know how to do the declarations. Um, but that self-reconciliation piece is something that the Lord really taught me years ago to really self that self-talk piece and really kind of taking off the premise in Psalm in the Psalms where he says, what is up with you, my soul? Like, yeah. why are you so downcast? Oh, my soul. And really taking a look at all the places in scripture where somebody is speaking and addressing themselves according to how God addresses them. And learning from that, looking, learning from so many people in the scriptures um, and going, why don't we pray like that? Like, why are we not saying, okay, God, this is what you say. And I'm going to declare it back to you. I'm going to come into an agreement with you. But then I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and say, and this is what God says about you, Lisa, and you are, you are, you are. You are more than a conqueror. You are a conqueror in Christ. God is with you, and therefore no man can stand against you. All these things that God says and his promises, and that's really difficult because our life is filled with so much self-talk that is counterintuitive mm-hmm. to what God says about who we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is the most difficult piece. I mean, I could declare scripture all day long, but to stand in front of a mirror and actually self-reconcile, it's still, it's yeah. that's the toughest Point for it is everyone. a tough point, especially when your feelings, your emotions, your reality, people around you are screaming something that is totally different mm-hmm. than what God is screaming, mm-hmm. right? So, um, real excited about that. This segues great. Uh, this whole conversation into fear and anxiety because. That is the number one barrier that keeps us really from moving forward and stepping into our dreams and our goals and our passions. Because, you know, your dreams and your goals and your passions are kind of like blue sky. You know, you're Mm -hmm. kind of trying to grab something that's not tangible. You know that it's there. You see it in your mind, but you can't really grab a hold of it. And so it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of boldness to move forward. Um, And so I want to kind of shift into last time we talked about how we are not wired for fear, how that is a learned trait, um, and how we're wired for love. So taking a look at the scripture passage specifically that says, his perfect love casts out, or it just says per- perfect love casts out all fear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really taking a look at that passage and saying like, how is it that love, not just love, but perfect love is the antidote 
for any time we're feeling fear and anxiety. Like, how do we take this verse of what God is saying? Because a lot of us can quote that verse. Right. You know, God says, perfect love casts out fear. And you're like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) okay, but what does that mean right here, right now? How is that applicable? And I really want us to take a look at that. So the verse actually says, there is no fear in love. And if you look at it in the Amplified, it says, dread does not, dread does not exist. Mm-hmm. So, sorry, <laughs> you had a little manifestation there. <laughs> I don't know if the camera was on Brittany, but she literally just had a manifestation. <laughs> there is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. So we're going to talk about that, how fear and love are very um how or, or fear and dread are very connected, mm. but perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love or has not yet been perfected in love. Mm-hmm. So I see your wheels already turning. Yeah. Look, at the, look at the five is kicking <laughs> in. She's all over it. I'm like, okay, I need to do a deep dive research on scripture. <laughs> yeah. <right now. laughs> When do we become perfected in love? What's the difference between perfect love and just love? Yes. The, the great questions. So if I'm, first of all, I think the biggest challenge is really in that moment to identify, ooh, I'm feeling fear right now. You and I talked about this a little bit this morning, mm-hmm. um, how some people manifest anxiety yeah. differently than others. Yeah. So share with me, uh, share with me, you share with me, share a little bit this morning, if you would. I'm totally throwing you yeah. like, okay, mental note. When she asks me to have coffee before the show, she <laughs> is Uh-oh. gaining ammunition <laughs> and content for the show. But share with us. I think that was good good stuff oh about how I manifest anxiety okay yeah so, yeah, so my personality um tend to um let's see numb emotions or push emotions down not an outwardly emotional person so I was like I don't deal with anxiety you know people keep talking about anxiety anxiety I'm like why are we doing anxiety? I'm like I don't deal with anxiety I don't deal with anxiety in in a typical outward I don't um have anxiety attacks or you know an outward emotional but I tend to stuff all fear and anxiety down. So even though my emotions don't manifest, my body manifests um, anxiety and fear. Um, I would say I have, like, I'll notice I'll have heart palpitations when I lay down. I'll have a hard time breathing at night when I lay down. Um, those types of things. So mm-hmm. I'm just coming to notice that those things are a result of all the, <laughs> all this anxiety that's put down that I don't have running around in my head. Mm-hmm. Or outwardly, mm-hmm. but it is still there and it is still taking a toll. Probably worse being in my body than being even external emotions. Yeah. And I loved it that you said that because opposite of that, I'm sitting across the table from you. I'm a seven and we wear our emotions on our sleeves. Mm-hmm. You're welcome, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that we do. <laughs> and it's like, you know, so we if we're happy, everybody knows it. If we're not having a good day, everybody knows it. If we're anxious, everybody knows it. Um, but the point is, is that first step to really overcoming any emotion, um, but particularly for this episode, talking about fear and anxiety, the first step is I have to really acknowledge and have that self-actualization, self-awareness moment where it's like, okay, I am having some fear and anxiety in this moment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I thought it was good what you shared this morning, because I think a lot of times we just assume, well, because I don't have panic anxiety attacks or because I'm not like talking about all my fears or talking about that, that must mean I don't have mm-hmm. any anxiety, but that's not necessarily the case. Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> I learned that <laughs> over the last few weeks. So um, <clears throat> that being said, when we say like, you know, 
we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And the first step to overcoming what we don't know is we have to know it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Don't ask me to say that Mm -hmm. again. We'll just click rewind. (laughs) So when we're looking at um, identifying fear and anxiety and saying, okay, that first step is saying, okay, I, I think this is fear that I'm feeling right now, or I'm feeling anxiety. Now, a lot of times uh, we have to peel back layers. Um, to really kind of go, okay, is this fear? We have found in the counseling room that the root, at the root of a lot of things, almost everything is fear mm-hmm. in some some form or fashion. And at the root of fear is I'm not confident that I'm loved. Mm. I'm not confident that I'm going to be loved, that I'm accepted, that I'm good enough if this audiobook doesn't yeah. be successful. I'm not confident that if I fail in this venture that I'm still going to be, that I'm still good enough, that I'm still wholly accepted. And I'm not talking about by man because the reality is, and this is, this is the challenge. The reality is we have experienced rejection by man. And when I say man, I'm talking about humans, right? right? We've, we've experienced the rejection of our system. Mm -hmm. We've experienced the rejection of our relate in our relationships. We've experienced rejection in whatever it is. I mean, when, when I don't perform well in school, growing up, we're teaching Mm -hmm. our kids, you know, if you perform well, you get an A. If you don't perform well, you get a C, a D, an F. And we have taught them that anything below whatever is unacceptable. Mm -hmm. It's not worthy of going to this college or it's not worthy of. And I understand there has to be um, performance measurement in some regard. I actually want, I also want to take that statement back. I, I, that's just a system thing, right? Like if we're all working heartily as unto the Lord, that is the measurement. Mm -hmm. Like I can be failing, but still soaring in Christ. And the world may say I am a failure, but God says I'm a winner every time. And in, in, it goes back to like, what is failure in the kingdom? Because if God says, I take all things and I turn them into my glory and your good, even the things that the enemy intends for evil, I turn into good. If we're surrendered to God, every failure, according to the system of the world, we should expect is going to be a win in the mm-hmm. kingdom. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> She's over there oh, like, hey, okay. excuse me while I get some deliverance. <laughs> but, you know, scripture says, in my greatest weakness, his power is perfected. That's not what the world tells us. Mm-hmm. The world says in your greatest weakness, you're a loser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God says in your greatest weakness, that's the spot where you're going to win. Mm-hmm. That's hard for our mind to shift into that. Mm-hmm. And when we recognize that going back to this place of fear, that the root of that, at the core of that is, I'm not sure that I'm going to win in this place. I'm not confident in God's love and what he says about who I am and that he says I'm a conqueror in Christ, that I am wholly acceptable, that I am loved, that I am pleasing in his sight, that he d- is delighted in my presence. All of the truths that God says about who we are in that one particular spot. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of learned to ask myself when I recognize, ooh, I'm, I'm feeling insecure, which insecurity is yeah, fear. yeah. I'm feeling hesitant. Hesitancy is fear. Ooh, I'm dreading this situation. I'm dreading this conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm dreading this interaction. I'm dreading, dread is fear. I'm feeling paranoid about something that's happening in the other room. That's 
fear. Yeah. So again, when we're, we have to be honest with ourselves and say, okay, this goes back to fear. When I'm able to acknowledge in a moment, I'm experiencing some fear in this and then allowing the Holy Spirit to ask, what is it right now that is causing you to question how deeply and passionately I love you? Mm-hmm. Is it your need to be loved by this person? Your need to be loved by, for me, a lot of times it's self-love. Like I, I have these standards, right? Right. You know? Yeah. Well, then I think of um, thinking fear of failure. If I fail at this, then it's like all these things that the Lord tells me it's going to, these promises he's given me, if I fail, then it's going to like null and void all those things. Oh, interesting. You know, like those weren't true. It kind of, (coughs) you know, it puts some doubt into whether I'm hearing from God, whether the Lord is really for me, you know? Mm-hmm. That type of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So I would say that's not being yeah. aware of or fully feeling his perfect love. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I almost want to say like sometimes we struggle with and, and I agree with that. Like I, I struggle with that as well. Feeling like we have there's parameters or there's um, standards to the promises of God. Mm-hmm. Right. And and this is a touchy, touchy spot because we also like I know you and I both believe in the partnership mm-hmm. with the Holy Spirit and we are invited in. And there is a part that we play, but where is that line between, you know, the authority of man and the sovereignty of God, Mm -hmm. which we could have an entire theological (laughs) conversation about that. (laughs) We're not going to go there today, (laughs) but it is something I continuously wrestle with. And I think, um, uh, to your point, I have shared pretty openly and I've, I have discovered this over the years that the one emotion that I struggle with a lot is feeling disappointment. Yeah. Um, because I'm a big dreamer, mm-hmm. because I have big visions, and I feel very confident that God says I'm immeasurably greater than you ever can, a- ever can ask or imagine. Uh, full disclosure, I feel like every time I imagine something big, whatever happens is shorter than yeah. what I imagine. And so yeah. I have a hard time recon- reconciling that because I'm like, God, you say you sh- it should have been bigger than what I imagined. Right. Right. So I have a hard time reconciling that. I don't have necessarily a resolve in that other than... It's a conversation piece that God and I continuously have. And going back to saying, okay, but this really goes back to, do I trust God? And am I confident that he loves me Mm -hmm. in this moment? Mm -hmm. So (laughs) what's going on over there? (laughs) She's like, "Mm." I'm processing the whole conversation earlier and everything. So (sighs) deep breath. All right, so let's take a look at who we got with us this morning. Shirley Greenroy is with us. She says, amen to boldness. Jonathan Cook is with us this morning. Shirley says, go, go, Brit. Um, Amber, you are a four on the Enneagram. I, that, I'm surprised we have not had that conversation at this point, but that really uh, explains a lot. The fours are um, ve- the individualists, yeah. you know, very creative. They're, they are the most unique on the mm-hmm. Enneagram. They're the least, you know, the, the, the smallest percentage of people mm-hmm. are a four on the Enneagram. And so therefore they are often misunderstood. Um, so I'm not going to go into all the Enneagram <laughs> types, but I'm an, I'm an Enneagram, uh, fun. I, I think it's important that we do understand our personality, not so that our, per, our personality types define us, but help describe why we do the things we do, what our strengths right. are, what our weaknesses. So I think it's, it goes to that self-awareness piece yes. um, of being an awareness. Everybody's throwing out there, Erica Bevel's <laughs> a five. Actually, that doesn't surprise me. She's got a lot of personality traits like you where she's right. very quiet. And then when she speaks, I'm like, dang, you should talk more. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So when we're taking a look at um, perfect love, 
casts out fear because fear involves torment. Mm-hmm. It is tormenting. <laughs> I'm like, just thinking, I'm like, it is. <laughs> yes, God, what you say is true. <laughs> fear is tormenting. It will torment you. Yes. Um, and I think a lot of times people think, oh, okay, I'm just, we were talking about this morning, um, somebody who, uh, a podcaster, a famous mm, mm-hmm. I was like, well, we're not going to call this person out, but literally <laughs> you were kind of bugged yeah, because you go ahead and tell the story. I was. So I listened to this two ladies, they were actresses. Um, so they have a big following and she was talking today about anxiety and her anxiety and how she has made this metaphor that it is a backpack that she wears every day. And some days it's heavier and some days it's lighter, but she has come to terms that that backpack is on her every single day and it will not be removed but it is just there. And I was like, well, wait, why? Like, <laughs> I'm like, no, take the backpack off. Yeah. Unbuckle it. Like, <laughs> I think, come here, let me remove it. Yeah. I think that's where you like get into trouble is when you come to terms with it and just say, this is my lot in life and it will never change. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's sad. I love that. And and from a spiritual perspective, that's what we call like making a vow or making an agreement, mm. coming to terms. You use the term coming to terms where we make an agreement and basically just say, oh, well, this is just my lot in life. Um, but God has a lot for us. And I say a lot as in a lot and a yeah, lot. Yeah. <laughs> in both terms, he's got a lot for us that does not include fear and anxiety. And so when you said that, I thought, you know, what a powerful piece to really just state very point blank. And for somebody who's listening, I want you to know that if you have struggled with fear and anxiety your entire life, if your mama has struggled with it, your grandma has struggled with it, your daddy has struggled with it, you need to know that this is not your backpack to bear, Mm -hmm. that God has deliverance and healing in mind for you. And the first step is becoming vexed by that thing, Mm. recognizing this is a spirit who is not of me. It is not from God. I will not be one with you. I will not make an agreement with you. You cannot be a weight in my life. So I just begin to speak to that thing and tell it it has no place in my life. That is such a powerful step to recognize whatever the emotion is, whether it's depression, whether it's anxiety, whether it's fear, which the root of depression is fear and anxiety. They all come together, right? Um, no matter whether it's anger, whether it's addiction, whatever, whatever it is, you do not have to wear that backpack for the rest of your life. So we just disagree with the Mm -hmm. words that were spoken because we know that really vexed both of us Mm -hmm. because listen, y'all, there's a lot of influencers out there just because they have a lot of followers does not mean everything they're speaking Mm -hmm. is true. true. Yeah. Uh, Come on. Yeah. Uh, go back to the word, ask the word. I don't care, you know, and, and it's interesting how the more drama there is in the influencer, cause people are addicted to drama mm-hmm. and, um, and people just, they're, they're allured by the drama in people's lives. I, I mean, I could go on an entire rant. I'm going to try, I'm trying to digress, <laughs> pull me back, pull me back, pull me back. Yeah. I would say I saw Instagram of famous person that I follow on Instagram. They have merch out. And one of the shirts says anxious AF. But I was like, why would you wear that? <laughs> <laughs> like you just branded yourself anxious. Why? Why? But you know what? A million people will buy that shirt because yeah. it makes them feel accepted. Yeah. It makes them we feel like, oh, it. I feel like I, it, it goes back to that human need. I have a sense of belonging. 
I need to feel like I belong, that I fit in, and I need to feel connection. And so people are connecting to that shirt because of the anxiety and saying, oh, I'd rather be connected in anxiety than feel disconnected mm. alone. Mm. We're that desperate for connection. Yeah. And so people will connect themselves mentally, emotionally, even though they'll, they'll never meet the person, this per Instagram right. or whoever it is. You'll, you'll never meet these actresses, have to, whoever these podcasters are. We know who they are. We're not going <laughs> to say their names. Um, I don't want to get sued. Um, but... Well, uh, the point is, is you have to be really intentional who you're allowing to disciple you really mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, and so know your truth, know what is due you and fight for what is due you. Mm -hmm. Know what God says to you. You talked about the lot in life. I believe it's in Psalm 16 where it says um, that he has a lot for you um, to stand in, in the lot of the kingdom and inside that lot, and we use a lot of, a lot of times I use that hula hoop yeah. example of standing inside a hula hoop and saying like inside of this hula hoop is me. It represents me. It's what I want. It's what I'm desired for. It's my passions. It's my opinions. Um, it's my purpose. And this boundary line, the hula hoop represents the boundary line. Mm -hmm. And inside this hoop is my lot. And God has given it to me the stewardship of cultivating my lot, cultivating my purpose, cultivating my passions. By the way, my podcast, Cultivating Your Purpose, comes out this afternoon. Okay. Um, so cultivating who you are, and that requires a boundary, A, to keep people out, mm -hmm. B, to keep me in. Mm -hmm. Keep me in my lane, keep me in my lot. But inside that lot is wholeness, is freedom, is he? I think I should have just preached today. Yeah. It, I, I'm telling you, you do not have to settle in your fear and your anxiety, mm -hmm. you know, but that first step is I got to be aware of there's places in my life where I feel a little heart palpitation, mm -hmm. where I feel a little short of my breath, where I feel like I'm overthinking something, where I feel like I'm taking hesitancy to step forward. I wake up in the morning and I feel a dread for the day. These are the things, these are all go back to that spirit of fear. And at the root of all of those things, I just got hit with the spirit. <laughs> At the root of those things, at the root of all of those things is I'm not convinced mm -hmm. that I am loved perfectly, perfectly. Romans 8. Romans 8. Talk to me about it. <laughs> um, I've had, uh, I've went round and round with that verse before. Is I am convinced that neither life nor death nor angels nor demons, you know, anything can separate us from the love of God. And I, I, got into a point where I was listening to that Kim Walker song. She's like, I am convinced. I am convinced. I am convinced. I can't be separated from love. And that, you know, and it's like, I got to that point. I was like, am I convinced? Am I convinced that I won't be it's separated good. from love? It's good. You know, in some days, yes. And some days, no, you know? And so that's in some places. Yeah. Yes. In some places. No. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something I have to, to reconcile and go back to the Lord. And, you know, and I'm like, I need, I need you. I need to feel it. I need to, you to show me. I know he doesn't have to. I got the spirit of God all over me right now. <laughs> I'm about to come out with my skin. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like a fire shut up in my bones. I'm about to explode. <laughs> go ahead. Go. Keep on a preaching. Go on. Am I preaching? Go on with yourself. <laughs> Guys, we, maybe we, you didn't have coffee this morning. And no, so I didn't. I, no, it's not it's, the coffee. It's my tea. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just hot in here. <laughs> I don't, am I convinced? I, am I convinced? I, I, I don't know. I Some days I don't know. Yeah, and it's okay to say that. It's true, it's honest, and it's the first step of healing when we say, God, in this spot, 
I'm not convinced you love me. Mm-hmm. I'm not convinced that I am loved. Listen, I'm not talking about, I'm not convinced my husband loves me. I'm not convinced my mama loves me. not convinced my kids love me. Look, they're not always going to love you, and they aren't the perfect love we're lo- looking for. If you're looking for perfect love around you, you're look, you, will, you will be disappointed. Yeah. You will be disappointed, point blank. Mm-hmm. You will be depressed. You will live like feeling discontent, unsatisfied, disconnected. You just will. And I'm not saying that we can't find sweet love in our spouses, sweet love from our children, sweet love from our friends, but there is only one source of a perfect love and it is in the name of jesus mm-hmm. christ and jesus christ alone mm-hmm. that is it we're, we're both coming <laughs> under it right now <laughs> so i want to talk about that convinced yeah. and not just convinced but convinced that i'm loved perfectly mm. look at our lack of perfection does not negate the perfection of god mm-hmm. our lack of faith in god does not negate his faithfulness to us mm-hmm. We don't define God. Our actions don't define who God is to us. God defines us. He is. He just is. And his love is perfect toward us in every situation, in our deepest and our darkest and our worst moments. While we were yet sinners, Mm -hmm. God demonstrated perfect, sacrificial, unconditional, good enough love mm-hmm. for us period mm-hmm. period mm-hmm. so Good i long think long pause what people <laughs> i don't know i'm kind of thinking what would people be thinking right now it's like okay how do i how do i get convinced how do i become aware of okay that, great question that perfect love i mean i think you know i for me it's like been a <clears throat> i could see it times where more was like kind of be or like i was recognized more um times when it's just kind of been slowly, I know it wasn't slowly poured out on me, but times when I recognized it slowly. Um, but I... Recognize the love of God being yes. poured out on you? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a, a new level mm-hmm. of the love of God. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure it was the same all the time. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't aware of it all the time. Yeah. But, like, I'm like, is it just just the time spent with him? Is it just the time spent? In yeah, I mean, I think that I think you asked a really good question, which is, how do I become convinced? Yeah. How do I become convinced that God loves us? Well, I think uh, I'm going to answer that okay. to the best yeah. that I can. Um, I think the first step is I have to choose to believe it, even though I don't feel it. Okay. okay. So the first step is I choose to believe I am loved perfectly in this place, and my mind is going to be like, but, 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 and I'm going to be like, but God, right? God's mm-hmm. butt is bigger than your butt. And so I'm, I'm going to choose to believe right here, right now, God, I don't feel loved. I'm not loving myself. I don't feel loved by the situation. I have fear, whatever it is. But God, you say that you love me right here. So now I have to reconcile. This is that self-reconciliation piece. Mm-hmm. If I had three chairs in the room, there's the, the, the chair that I'm sitting in, there's the chair that my circumstance is sitting in, and then there's the chair that God is sitting in. Okay. Okay. In your circumstance, you can like, remember the Bible says that, uh, the world, the flesh and the devil all conspire together Mm -hmm. to trip me up in my relationship with God. Right. Mm -hmm. So the chair represents all of those things. Right. So there's me, my voice, my opinion about what I think, because a lot of times we are our own worst critic. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, there were times when people were saying something. I'm like, who told you that? Mm-hmm. Like, who told you that? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And it's not even, sometimes they're like, my mom, my dad, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, well, I want to know what God is telling you. But a lot of times people are like, well, nobody told me that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're telling yourself that in your own head. So if I have three chairs, I'm sitting in one, the world, my circumstance, and the devil are sitting in another chair, and God is sitting in another. And I have to ask myself, I'm going to reconcile which, whose lap do I want to sit on right now? Like, I want to sit on the lap of my father and I want to be one with him and allow his truth, his voice to literally wrap me up. That's what it means when it says love covers a multitude of sins, mm-hmm. right? Keep fervent your love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. That covering that his love covers the sin of my fear, which fear is a sin. Mm-hmm. Let's, yeah. I mean, <laughs> let's call it what it is. Yeah. Let's not tiptoe around it. It, it is it is a sin, and his love covers that. So the first thing I'm going to do is say, okay, now I have to make this choice. I'm feeling fear. God says I am loved, and I have to reconcile what will I choose to believe. Where will I choose to sit? What am I going to choose to sit in? Mm-hmm. So I've been honest with my fear. I'm not going to ignore it. I've been honest with my emotion, but I'm not going to become, I'm not going to sit in my emotion. I'm going to sit in the chair with my father. And so I'm going to get up, and sometimes we have to physically do this. I do this in counseling room a lot. I'm like, I want you to get up, and I want you to sit in the chair where you want to sit. Mm-hmm. Who do you, where do you want to sit right now? Mm-hmm. Do you want to sit in your own opinion? Do you want to sit in your own voice? Do you want to sit in the opinion of the world around you? Or do you want to sit in the chair of your Father, in mm-hmm. the throne of the heavenly, of the Holy of Holies? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to make that choice. So that's first thing. Now I'm positioned in truth. I'm literally physically positioned in truth, which, by the way, you're already positioned there because we're seated in the heavenlies Mm -hmm. and upon high. That's what it tells us in in Ephesians and Colossians, that we're seated with Christ in the heavenlies. Now I have positioned myself in my truth. I have positioned myself in, in the bubble of love. Now my soul is still warring and mm-hmm. fighting. And this is, this is where those self-declarations and those self-reconciliations come by. I'm telling you, if you're listening, you're going to have to get a copy of my book. Get a copy of my book, Enforcing You. Get a mm-hmm. copy of my book, Enforcing Purpose. And get a p- copy of the book, Enforcing Prayer. This is when I begin to say, look, soul, I understand that you feel fear. I understand that you're not convinced that God loves you. But today, I'm speaking to you, and I'm speaking, speaking truth over you, and I'm telling you that you are loved, and you are convinced that God loves you. And I'm actually going to tell my mind how to start thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take a—that's what it means when I'm—we we talked about that superposition last time. Right. I'm going to position myself in that superposition where I have that self-actualization, and I grab that moment and say, okay, right now, I'm going to choose what I'm going to think and how I'm going to feel. Can I choose how I'm going to feel? Yeah, 100%. 100%. That's what it means to take authority over that moment. So I would then pick a passage, two passages of scripture, perfect love casts out all fear. Um, You are loved perfectly. I have loved you with everlasting love. Um, I have lavished my love upon you, dear children, you're you're, whatever, whatever the verse is, right? Mm -hmm. Pick a verse that talks about the fullness of God's love that is upon you. And just begin declaring that over yourself and to yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the key step. Like, I'm going to declare 
it over myself. Mind, I speak to you. I speak against fear. I speak of anxiety. Fear, you are a lie. I cast you out in the name of Jesus because God says I am love perfectly and where love exists, fear cannot exist. So I speak to you, fear, and I give you your eviction notice. Today you cannot have me. You cannot be upon me. I will not think of you. I will not think like you. You cannot control me. You cannot navigate me. Anxiety, you are a lie straight from the pit of hell. I break you off of my physical body. Heart, I speak to you right now and you are coming into the rhythm of the kingdom. Come on, Brittany. Mm. You're coming into the rhythm of the kingdom. Anxiety, you do not control the beating of my heart. You do not get to control the rhythm of my life, but I'm coming under the rhythm of the kingdom. She is getting all kinds of jacked. But we're talking about really standing on the authority, really standing on the authority Mm -hmm. and beginning to tell not just my mind, not just my emotions, but I'm going to begin to tell my body how it's going to respond, how it's going to react, that it's coming into an alignment with the health and the wholeness and the beating and the rhythm and the music and the movement of the spirit, that you're controlled by spiritual activity, not demonic activity. Mm. Mm. Come on, when we get the shakes, when we have panic anxiety attacks, when I'm getting flushed, my body is responding to demonic Mm. activity. And that is not Mm. okay. That is not okay. Mm. Because I'm a child of God. I am a child of God, and you, you can't touch what is God's. Mm. You cannot touch. I mean, think about in the Old Testament where it says you can't curse what God has blessed. Mm. Yeah. You cannot curse. But the Bible says a curse without a cause cannot alight. But if I give it a cause by coming into an agreement and saying this is the backpack that I have to wear, come on, mm. then I've come into the curse of anxiety and fear. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's like please don't so stop <laughs> i'm so messed up <laughs> but i had a thought um <laughs> with the way where you started with the positioning but what was very um important to me was that the recognition that fear is sin and separating it from me yeah and it being because then i'm like okay it's a sin as far as greed lust anger whatever and it's not a part of me like fear seems so easy to become us like within us yes and so just having that that one little piece of being able to separate it and say it is a sin and I can repent of it Mm -hmm. and then I think that's a game changer well for me I was like okay that's that's a mind shift it's good it's good I'm glad you're able to receive that and it is true because then when we say okay I've been given dominion over sin Mm -hmm. in my life through the blood of Jesus so now it's like oh wait okay so fear is a sin So if we confess our sins, he is faithful Mm -hmm. to cleanse us of all unrighteousness and restore us unto the holiness of the kingdom. So in a moment, I'm like, ooh, I sense fear first, God. I recognize fear in my life. I repent in that. I will not come into an agreement. I do not have to be one with you. It's really recognizing, and and this is huge. I'm telling you, people, you are addicted. We are addicted to our own dysfunction. Mm. And a lot of us are addicted. We don't know who we would be if we didn't have anxiety. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like we've just become one with fear and anxiety, and we just don't even know who we would be if we're not anxious Mm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. And and when you begin to experience the freedom, and, and I am not talking as a person who's always been like Tigger. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> or like Peter Pan, like the, that's how my personality has been described. She's like a Tigger or a Peter Pan, right? But I, I'm telling you, I spent an entire season, an entire decade of my life completely in the Eeyore place. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking the Eeyores <laughs> because we, we love the Eeyores as well. But just 
the rabbit and the Eeyore and the fear and the just panic. And I mean, waking up in the middle of the night with panic anxiety attacks, just completely taking over my physical body. It vexes me to think about Mm. that. Like you don't get to touch me like that. You don't get to touch me like that Mm. because I'm a child of God. I am a child of God. You've got to know who you are and the right that you have to take authority in your life. Come on, it's time for you. I can't do it for you. Brittany can't do it for you. You have to do it for yourself. Jesus already did it on the cross. Accept it, receive it, and walk in it. Come on. Boom. All right, show's over. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, we've got a couple people watching online. Uh, if you guys have questions, thoughts, let us know. I've got on mine, I have Amber Clark still watching people go where they feel loved and accepted. Yes mm-hmm. and amen. Erica says, uh, so if we don't know who we are, we can go looking for all the wrong places for acceptance. Absolutely. Uh, Crystal Anderson says, yes, preach all about it, Lisa. Erica's got fire fire emojis. <laughs> so good. Perfect love casts out all fear. Um, Crystal says, how do you get past the knowing mentally, but I... I am, but still having these fears that clearly are stating I don't. Uh, and then she says, I hope that makes sense. Let me let me read it again. So let me see if I can make sure I understand what she's saying. Crystal, if you could kind of start typing out a rephrase, that way I'm totally grasping what you're saying. How do you get past the knowing mentally I am, but still having these fears that clearly are stating I don't? I am loved. I I think she's saying I am loved. How do you get past knowing mentally I am loved, but you still have these fears that state I don't. Mm -hmm. So again, there's that unreconciliation. Like I have this head knowledge, Mm -hmm. but my, my heart is condemning me. Right. Mm -hmm. So scripture, it says that, um, that God is greater than our hearts so that when our hearts condemn us, we can succumb to the kingdom. And so, I think I hear what you're saying, and I hopefully I just demonstrated. I think she put this before because it was 10 minutes ago. Uh, <laughs> before I just kind of made that demonstration. So exactly what you're saying, Crystal, is the challenge that we have, especially as believers. And the challenge with that is, is a lot of times I, I I've tell this in my testimony so many times in so many uh, so many so many of my books um, that I got spirit all over me right now. I'm like, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Um, a lot of times we have this reality that we're living in. And we have the fears and the emotions and all these things. And then we have this knowledge of what's true, what mm-hmm. should be and what could be. And then I struggle with fear, guilt, and anxiety or and shame and condemnation because I know this is what I should be living and how I could be living as a believer, but I'm actually a, I'm actually a closet anxiety person mm-hmm. or a closet fear person, or I'm a closet angry person or whatever, instead of really just saying, okay, first of all, I'm going to come out of the closet and begin to deal with this. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I would say is uh, those declarations of really self-reconciling. When we begin to speak those things, reconciling what is true, but then you have to act upon it. So you are a great example of that, Brittany, when you said, look, I feel fear, um, but God says he's given me a mouthpiece. My core lie says I have nothing valuable to say. Mm -hmm. God says he's given me a mouthpiece. God says he hears every word that falls from my lips. God says that I am wholly accepted, that I am perfect, that I am loved, I am beloved by him, and that he loves the sound of my voice. These are just scriptures that I'm quoting. Mm -hmm. This is what God says. So now I have to act upon, I'm going to first make that choice. 
Where am I going to sit? I'm going to choose to believe that God says this, I am a mouthpiece for the kingdom, that I am a messenger of reconciliation, that he has sent me to be an ambassador for the kingdom. An ambassador speaks, Mm -hmm. right? This is what God says. Now I have to act upon it. So I'm going to do whatever it is that the enemy is telling me I can't do, shouldn't do, won't do. I'm going to do it afraid. Afraid, I'm going to do it afraid. So Crystal, to, to answer your question, you have a knowledge that I am perfectly loved, but my feelings and my experiences and I'm acting and then I begin to act in response to my feelings, whatever. And I develop this paradigm that I'm not loved because I'm acting according to what my feelings are telling me. And so then my paradigm becomes that I'm not loved and that I have fear and that I have anxiety. That becomes the paradigm. But what we don't realize is we're actually controlling the paradigm. Mm. Instead of allowing the truth of what God says, there is a paradigm and I want you, there's a paradigm that's already been established in the kingdom and I want this to be your paradigm. And so Crystal, to answer your question, I would say you take that one spot, that one thing, that one point of anxiety, the one thing in your life, and we all have something in a moment. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say in a moment, like in a season, like this is the one thing that is just causing a lot of anxiety, whatever it is that God is asking you to do and you do it, Mm -hmm. you do it. Mm -hmm. So when somebody says, Oh, I can't look in the mirror because well, and I'm like, okay, then you're just going to stay the same way you are. Then don't waste my time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going to be like, Oh, it's okay. And I'm not going to call you through that either do or don't. I don't really care, which is my prophet sign and my lack of mercy sign. Yeah. But there's a truth that is there for you, and you're either going to do truth. I mean, you can know truth, but if you don't do truth, that's why he says you can have faith, but faith without works is dead. dead. That's what it's talking about. I can have all the faith and know what God says all day long, but if I don't do what God says and I don't be who God says I am, Mm -hmm. even when I don't feel like it, then my faith is dead. Mm -hmm. I can know who I am, but if I don't be who I am, that's why I ask people all the time, who do you want to be right now? Is this who you want to be? Because half the time we're being somebody we don't want to be. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be this person right now. That was not my finest moment. That was not my favorite me. I say that all the time. That wasn't my favorite me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have relationships in my life where I have had to really evaluate where I'm like, I don't like who I am when I have conversations with this person. Mm-hmm. And it's not that person's fault. Yeah. So yeah. I have two choices. Either I change who I am or I put a boundary up right. because I'm not strong enough to deal with it at this moment. Mm-hmm. And, and that's something that the Lord's going to work out in me. But at the core of that is fear. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident I'll be loved even if I stand up to that person. Right. Come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. That's one we all have. You can always, there's somebody you need a boundary with. <laughs> okay, there's somebody I need a boundary with. Somebody I need a boundary with. Okay, we've got a couple of comments here. Um, and then I believe we are coming to the end of our time. If you have any questions, you're going to have to hurry, 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 put them in the, in the comments. And we'll answer those questions before we go. Uh, Crystal says, yes, that I am perfectly loved. Mm -hmm. She said, yes. Oh my goodness. Lisa, God is speaking hard through you today. Uh, Tammy Murphy says, I'm late. I'll have to watch the replay. Yes, you you will. (laughs) (laughs) Crystal Anders says, dang, so good. So before we close, let me give a couple of plugs. My YouTube channel right now Mm -hmm. is cranking, doing a series on discipleship. I've had some guests. It's been amazing. It's been fun. Um, so if you're not subscribed to my YouTube channel, go to Lisa Schwartz LLC, hit that subscribe button. If you are subscribed and you're watching, which we can see that you're watching, we can see when there's a hundred views, 200 views, whatever it is, but there's only like 
10, 15 likes. Click the like button, y'all. Leave me a comment. Super easy. <laughs> Super easy. Click the like button. If you've already watched half of mine and you haven't clicked like, go back and just click like. Um, help help a girl out. So, um, but it's been phenomenal, this discipleship series. But I'm excited about the series coming up. The series yeah. coming up is on worship. Mm-hmm. So my son Turner and I are going to be partnering together to be doing this series on worship. So again, keep up with YouTube. That's coming down the pipeline today. My podcast, Cultivating Your Purpose. Sometimes people think I need to know my purpose in order to cultivate my purpose. Mm-hmm. Eh, wrong answer. You have to cultivate your purpose to discover discover your purpose, which sounds backwards. But this pa- this this message was actually written to students for students, assuming they have no idea what their purpose is in life. Mm-hmm. But little did I know that all the leaders in the room were like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so three points that are made in this, which is be intentional to dream. And I talk mm-hmm. about the intentionality of dreaming. Be intentional to guard your heart and what it looks like to, to light yourself in the Lord, which the definition of that will surprise you. I'm not going to tell you here on the air. You have to go to my podcast, and you have to subscribe to my podcast, and you have to listen to it. So three, uh, two, shameless plugs, YouTube video, podcast. Also, we have new merch out. Oh. Um, hey, can you put the camera on Liz? Let's put the camera. <laughs> no, no, come on over here, Liz. Come on, hurry, hurry, hurry. Run it on over here. Don't trip over anything. I say that affectionately. Look, here we go. Okay, perfect. There it is. Sh- you can't. Here we go. There we go. Um, so we have Faith It Until You Become It. This is some of our new merchandise. They can get this through my website. Is that correct? Yes. It's all on my website. Yes. I don't do any of this stuff. She does everything. Y'all, if there's ever anything wrong with my website, please don't contact me. Contact her. <laughs> um, you can get this shirt, and it's in red. And there's also another one. It's Declare What You... Declare what is true, not what you feel. Both in the red and the gray. Is that correct? Yeah. All right. So if you want new merchandise, get the merchandise. You can pre-order my book, Enforcing Prayer. It is also on my website. All kinds of offers and opportunities out there for you. Um, all kinds of ways for you to get empowered. All kinds of exciting things. Mm-hmm. Next month, we don't know what our topic is, oh, but fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, if you guys have suggestions, good. put it in the comments. Thanks for listening today. Don't forget to share this episode. And don't forget, enforcing purpose, it starts, starts with, with you. you.